Welcome back to the second episode of the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast, and I actually cannot believe that it has been 12 months since I recorded an episode, and wow, what an episode I am so excited to bring you, because in the last 12 months since I last published an episode in season one, obviously so much has changed in the world, and that is exactly what Dimple and I in our follow-up episode, we'll discuss. And I know Dimple was the last person I interviewed on this podcast, and we had a little chat about a year on from that, and she couldn't believe that I hadn't done any episodes since then, and we checked in on the numbers, and that last episode had been downloaded 25,000 times. And we saw it as our obligation to do a follow-up conversation. So... We discuss all things about the current climate in the world and how to prepare yourself mentally for this time and upcoming times and how personal development and Tony's work especially has helped Dimple really give her the strength and mindset to break through this time and not only break through it, but thrive and thrive in it and thrive in any situation. And... That's just something else I want to share, which is that over the over this last period, personally, it's definitely been a very rocky road and there's been a lot of fear, there's been a lot of doubt. Business-wise, definitely I had a poor mindset in the beginning of this time and then that's really shifted. And one thing that I realised was emotion. And I know Tony talks about this a lot, but... If you don't emotionally get to a better state and a better place, then whatever you feel is what you're going to do. And if you're disconnected from your own emotional home, then it's going to be very hard to thrive in business and it's going to be very hard to push forward in every aspect of life. So I've been working on a few things and I want to share with my audience right now that on Tuesday and Wednesday, depending on where you are in the world, I'll be running a free webinar. And this webinar will take people through three steps that I've created to find calm amongst the chaos of business life. Now, obviously, like I said, it's been a tumultuous time. It's been interesting. It's been fascinating watching this global pandemic play out in front of us. And our emotional home will dictate to us what we do and how we act. And sometimes in business, we can get a little caught up in doing things rather than stepping back and looking at what we're doing. And our emotional home is really going to drive us forward. And sometimes we use business as a tool to drive forward in life, of course. But sometimes we can get a little lost in that. And I just want to share with everyone that in a few days depending on when you're listening to this, Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on your time zone, I'll be running a really cool webinar that's really going to help out. And what I've done, I've just put the link to that webinar in the comments below in the description. That is going to be powerful. And I have the, like I said, Dimple and I had a chat. I feel obligated just like we do to do this episode to share some of this knowledge that I've gained through mastering NLP timeline therapy and hypnosis and and now coaching with business owners and entrepreneurs of how to get that emotional center 
which will allow you to move forward in life. I really hope you enjoy the episode. This podcast is back. I'll I'll be doing several episodes and interviews over the next few weeks, so stay tuned and enjoy. Dimple, welcome back. It's been nearly 12 months since we last spoke, and I have not done another episode on this podcast. And it's interesting because we sort of connected back again on Facebook, and I was telling you that this your last episode had 25,000 downloads without me even realizing it. So we were like, oh, let's just, you know, let's just get together and do a follow up. So obviously the world's changed completely since then. Tell me a little bit about what's been going on for you since we last spoke and how you've sort of navigated your way through, you know, this global transformation of a world we live in. Amazing. Yeah, thank you so much, first of Cameron, for the opportunity and having me back. Really appreciate it. I was blown away when you when you put out on Facebook that there were so many views um, from last time. And so, yeah, to have a follow-up and the opportunity to really let people know that, like, this work lasts. Like, it's a compounding effect, right? So from... December of last year, so much has changed in the world and for and for me and my family. And it's all down to our mindset and what we chose to believe around the pandemic, around COVID. And right, there's there's fear. The first thing that comes up is fear. And and for us as a family, because of the work that Tony started in our hearts, in my heart. And then it had a ripple effect into my family's hearts and and what I call the compounding effect. Um, We chose to believe, and I have a whole theory around this, but we chose to believe that um, the pandemic was really Mother Nature's way of saying the humans are not going to stop. They're going to continue to destroy this planet. And as we know, Mother Nature is a force that cannot be reckoned with. So she chose to take control and she forced the fall. Mm. And so there's more fish in the waters. Yeah. There's been birds in places that we haven't for a long time. And so while obviously, like my heart goes out to people who have lost loved ones, here. This is not about that. This is an absolute compassion. I've had close family members be diagnosed quite seriously ill over this, this period of time. And so, you know, it's I'm, I'm not discounting that in any shape or form or dishonoring that. But what I am saying is that fear itself, if we choose to let fear drive our lives, it actually creates a chemical imbalance in our bodies and lowers our immune system. And so that in itself yeah. can cause us to um, be in a vulnerable position for anything, not just COVID, anything. Totally. Right? So The very uh, thing we're fearing, it, we're more likely to get or come into contact with because of that fear. Right. And so as a family, we chose to work through the fear. Of course we felt it. 
we're human, right? But we chose to reframe it and look at it in a different perspective. Mm. And that, that perspective is, what else could this mean? Mm. What opportunities is this providing for us? And what it actually meant was that the moment that we found out about COVID and the, lock, the first lockdown in March, um, we have a daughter in New York. We were based in the UK then. And at that time, my husband and I, my youngest daughter, we were in Spain because we have, he has a business out there. And so we were actually spending a week there, kind of a busman's holiday. And um, when we found out that lockdown was a coming on the Monday, we just, my husband made a call. He, he asked my eldest daughter to, uh, he booked her the next flight out of New York, lock up as if you're coming home for good. And he packed her apartment up literally overnight. We got back home literally overnight. And then we spent the, la the, the next four glorious months bonding as a family mm. in the house. Like, not, not going out too, too far. Not, not going out. And if I can help people understand the magnitude of that for us, I am married to a serial entrepreneur. What that means is for 25 years, we have never taken a full holiday where he doesn't work. Yeah. Right? We have never spent 24 hours together, ever. Yeah. It's on the go. And you had four months. And, and he still works, still run his businesses, but from home, right? As a family unit, the four of us have never spent such quality time really getting to know each other. Mm. We did personal development courses together. We like studied all of Tony's work again. You know, we got into Joe Dispenza, Alison Armstrong, like all yeah. of these things, right? And so, and we grew as a family. Mm. We chose to do that. Exactly, yeah. You know, during that time, a very close um, family member actually was diagnosed with stage four cancer during that time. And um, we had a, I had a conversation with him and I said, right, what are you choosing? Do you want to go? Do you want to leave this planet now? And he said, no. And I said, okay. What you're going to do is we're going to choose to live through this fear. We're not allowing this fear to come into our stratosphere, right? Mm. Because he's having to have treatment for this, and the treatments that he needs are being withheld because of COVID, right? Because it's deemed more of a risk for him to go in and out of hospital than, yeah. than to actually have the treatment, right? Stage four cancer. Wow, that's crazy. His blood levels when they diagnose them, which is the, the marker of the depth of the cancer, it should be anything below, um, well, actually, it shouldn't be in your system, this particular marker, but for his age, it's anything below nine. 
This was 129, right? So we diagnosed TikTok, comedies, and it was actually what started all this was the UPW and the story that Joseph McLennan talked about with his mother mm. diagnosed with cancer and he refused to allow the concept of the probability that she would pass in 12 months. She lived another nine healthy years. Yeah, right? totally. And so this particular family member, I'm not saying who he is because in his own piece, um, but this particular family member who's very close to me, um, it was fascinating because um, he took the treatment that was available, of course he did, and then um, we had a, a scan and it showed that it was in his bones and his lymph nodes, and then we did some energetic healing from a, um, a theta healer, and we did comedy and laughter. And he started taking care of his nutrition, and he started exercising regularly and really focusing on himself for the first time in 73 years. Wow. Right? And his follow-up was six weeks later, and before his follow-up, his consultant rang me. It never happens in the NHS. The consultants don't ring. They're yeah. ten-minute slots, right? She rang me and she said, because he'd had a blood test, right, prior to this appointment. So she'd got those blood test results monitoring, right? Yeah. Baseline and before. And she rang me and she said, "What has he been taking? What other medicine?" Like, what's going on? And, and, like, she said, have you realized that he's dying? Like, why as a family are you not accepting? Are you in denial or something? Like, what? I've never had a family so happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we just said, you know, he's been here before with a close family member. We lost our mother. Um when I was 22 and mum was 47 to cancer. And he lived in fear, right? And she died in four weeks of diagnosis, right? Totally, totally. Makes, makes sense, yeah. Right, he'd been there before and we said, we choose not to live in fear. We choose to accept, we choose to acknowledge the fear and move through. Mm. Right? I think what something you've touched on with all of this, there's one common theme, and that that is that when the event happened, whether it's COVID or a diagnosis, you asked really powerful questions. Because the, if you say, "Oh, this," you know, what what does this mean? How can we enjoy the last few weeks? You're going to get a different emotion than if you like. How can we? drive through this and that's basically what you've done you've asked like super empowering questions and that's energetically it drives you in a completely different direction and i know a lot of people who have um experienced COVID. obviously that's the same thing it's like you can either shrink or or charge forward and that's the 
key. It's so beautiful, Cameron. Yeah, you're right. Powerful question. I asked him, are you ready to leave the sick? Mm. What that meant was, and what that predisposed was, that he's in charge of his destiny, not cancer. Mm -hmm. Right? Totally. You're in charge of your destiny, not COVID. Exactly. Right? And whether it's business or or health or whatever it is, it's like, what are you going to choose? What are you going to choose? There's the crossroads. Yeah. Which path are you choosing to take? Which which question? And that doesn't mean to say that he didn't have days where he was doubting himself. We all do. We are human. But when we set our and, and I work with my clients with this. It's I call it setting your satellite navigation. Where are you heading? What's the end point? Where's the destination? And let's enjoy the journey. Let's take the scenic route. Yeah. Right? And, and so this whole conversation with this consultant was 40 minutes of her trying to convince me that really, like, What's going on with you guys? Because his blood results in four, it was five weeks, came back at 1.2 from 129. Holy <laughs> moly. Right? She says, um, we've, all, we've done a scan, which I think means I can't see it in his bones or his lymph nodes anymore. And wow. He's living the best life ever, right? And what are we in November? And it's his blood results is monitored every month. And I'm not saying he doesn't take the regular medicine that they're giving as well. He is. It's like this isn't all one or the other. But the power of your mind, right? Absolutely. His last, his last three blood test results were consistently 0.8. Mm, that's amazing power to you and that's i mean this is all just in that short 10 minutes you've explained um basically you know in such a short period of time so much has happened and and i know everyone's experienced that and definitely for me as well like what at the start of covid there was a lot of fear it was like i was i was coming in and out of it and it was you know what so much uncertainty and i know tony talks a lot about that as well like we we want a bit of uncertainty we need uncertainty but too much too much of it sends anyone basically off up the wall because we don't know what's ahead and we need some certainty so there was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning and and then on top of that uh, you know experiencing these these health um health diagnosis and not accepting it not accepting any of it choosing to believe that covid is a is a blessing and choosing to say how can we enjoy this as a family and yeah. spending all that time together obviously um that was that was a blessing in disguise as well and um yeah i mean he actually said like he had more contact with his family because of this diagnosis yeah Ever, ever, yeah, right. 
Yeah, Tony always talks about that, how like some, a, a lot of the time, what we think is like the worst thing that could ever happen, almost always, eventually is one of the, is like the best and the most powerful and the most, um, you, the most growth you ever have in your life. And there's always, like, there's always something to be grateful for from that journey. Um, yeah. And, and I think if you get this, if, for people listening, like, if you get this in your nervous system, it's because it's not just about the single event. It's about getting that hardwired into your nervous system that whenever anything happens in your environment, whether it's COVID or, or anything in the future, there's going to be more complications if you see that instantly in your nervous system as, you know, how can I make the most of this situation? How can I grow? How can I change? How can I pivot? That then you've got a completely different life. Huge, huge. And you're, you're 100% right. There's a, there's a depth of knowing which occurs in the brain and there's a depth of feeling, right? So if you can choose to get excited when you don't know what's next, as opposed to fearful, you can choose excitement over fear, right? You can yeah. choose discomfort over comfort, right? Because really the only thing that we're guaranteed is death in life, mm. right? So why not make every day count? You know, one of my coaches, she said to me, and it was so profound, she said, what if you decided to live every day like it was the extra day that you were given? Right? Mm. You were given that extra day. Wow, that's really cool. How would you choose to live that yeah. extra day? Yeah, and not just in your head, but feeling. Because that's a, that's a huge difference. As a coach, I know that too. Like when, when people intellectually understand, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. That's very different to feeling the, the joy and the excitement and the, maybe even the pain of not doing something. When, when you, if you actually felt that every day, like this is actually, I was supposed to die yesterday. <laughs> so this is that extra day. I'm going to go surfing or whatever, you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. Know people are like, yeah, but what about the money and what about this and what? Like, we have to pay our bills, and I get all that. I get all that. And you can choose to worry about those things, and it will probably make it worse. Yeah. Energetically, you're pushing the force into that, or you can choose to go. It's still got to be done. I can choose to explore new avenues. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Explore yeah. new avenues, right? Yeah. So, totally. In terms of, right, let me just grab some water. Excuse me. That's okay. <laughs> in terms of our, like, what we chose to do with COVID, my husband's business was affected by COVID dramatically. Uh, businesses. Um, my business is all online. I do all my coaching online. I have coaching programs online. So for me, it didn't make a difference in fact it enhanced it because so many more people are struggling with their emotions and relationships and the divorce rate has gone up as a result and domestic violence has gone up um but we chose to go okay 
So how can we help? How can we help? Mm. So I put on free classes. I started doing more free content on Facebook. And my husband's business pivoted to providing um, the distribution company. And it pivoted to providing uh, hand sanitizer. Huh. Yeah. Right. The, <laughs> once again, the once again, asking. Yeah, asking different questions. Yeah. yeah. Not not. Uh, how can we help? Not how can we survive? How can we help? That those two questions send you in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different destination. Hmm. We didn't know the endpoint, but because we asked the universe, how can we help? The universe went, oh, the National Health Service needs hand sanitizers. We're a distribution company. Hmm. Go distribute. Makes sense. Right? Yeah. It's it's people are yeah. needing people are needing help in lockdown on how to they've never ever had to spend like myself as much time with their beloved and their families in a, in a cage in effect. Right? Yeah. They need help on strategies. On my website, there's a gift, a gift for him, a gift for her on how to survive. It's a survival kit on how to survive lockdown. Oh, that's really cool. Just dimple, yeah, dimple.love. Go, go yeah. learn how to survive. Yeah, that's, a, that's really cool. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people need that right now. Yeah, and it's quite specific for the girl and for the guy, right? Yeah. We need different strategies. Cool. We need different things. I love that. And obviously giving giving from a place of um, that deeper service and that bigger picture during such a insane time. If people don't have those tools, then, you know, they're always powerful, but in the, in these times, they're kind of 10 times more powerful it kind of amplifies your ability to do that service. Right. Absolutely. And, and when you, this is something that Tony really taught me, which was the, one of his greatest gifts. And that was um, when you come from a place where you're thinking about others, compassion, right? During that intervention, the mind-blowing moment was when I stepped out of my position and stepped into my husband's. Mm. when I looked at it from his perspective, right? So there's, there's, there's the, your perspective, there's their perspective, and then there's the greater perspective, the greater good of all, right? And so there's a transition where the more you go into this work, the more you go into finding the answers within you, and this is daily practice. This isn't like you get some coaches who practice what they preach, but you can tell that they don't do the work. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean that I was once that person practicing stuff, but, but didn't preach it. 
great preaching, but didn't yeah, practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I realized that I wasn't able to have the impact that I desired. And the truth is, because I wasn't coming from a place of authenticity. Mm. Yeah, congruency so, as well, yeah. Congruency as well, right? And so practicing these daily rituals, these daily beliefs, these daily embodying them, as you said before, Cameron, about feeling it, what happens is it becomes your subconscious, mm -hmm. right? 95% of our thinking is our subconscious. There's only 5% of an opportunity for us to shift that. Mm -hmm. We're on autopilot for 95%. Yeah, so and, it, and you want to get that stuff in there, right? Yeah, so if you can use the 5% to have habits, continuous habits, what you find is it then... Those habits shift into your 95%, become your subconscious. And then you don't even think about it, yeah. But when you get a trauma, like that's occurred with COVID, that occurred with my family member, my because I've done the work, and I'm continually doing the work, don't think it's ever over, it's not, <laughs> right? No. Because you just keep peeling the, the layers of the onion, right? When, when, I, when that occurred... The human in me went, okay, this is scary. I, there's a possibility that I could lose this family member. And then I went, okay, that's true. What else is? There's a totally. possibility that I, I could continue to have this family member for a very long period of time. Mm. There's the possibility that what the doctors are saying is probability, and it is. Yeah, because medicine's a science and an art. They can't. They don't know. Mm. This is where I really feel that Tony's work and also NLP, because a lot, a lot of what you're talking about is their kind of NLP strategies as well. Um, yeah. Getting resourceful and asking better questions, thinking laterally, like what what else could be happening right now, rather than just okay, this has happened it's happened to me. So therefore yeah. I, I'll blame someone for it and feel powerless, which is a lot of, not everyone does that, but a lot of people do. That's just a pattern. Um, and that's where I feel like, yes, Tony's work has helped me in many ways and, and NLP has helped me in many ways, but it's, it's kind of these moments and these little moments, even with my kids or when I'm, you know, figuring stuff out with my partner, all that sort of stuff. It's like, okay, how am I, how am I perceiving this situation? And, you know, what else could I do to, to get a better outcome? Absolutely. And, and that's where coming out of yourself, right? That's where you shift positions. Yeah. Right. You go, okay, so this is me, this is them. What else? Yeah. Absolutely. Right? You make it bigger than you, you get different answers. When you get when you ask better questions, you get much better answers. Mm. And are those answers scary? Right? Are the is that journey 
the, the destiny, the new destination, is that scary? In truth, yes. In truth, did I know that this family member would survive? No. Did I believe that there is the possibility and the opportunity and, and that if we live every moment as if it's the extra day we've been given, we can create magic? Yes. Do believe that. Wholeheartedly I do because I was given a second chance. Mm. Many of us are given second chances should we choose to see it that way. Mm -hmm. Right? Absolutely. COVID's a test. Yeah. It's a test. And it's a beautiful test of how many people are going to rise. How many people are deciding that this will not get the best of me. This is an opportunity for us as a family, for us as a collective, for us as the planet Earth to mm. rise. Absolutely. You see huge organizations shifting how they work. Huge mm. organizations. People are now getting more work-life balance because they're being encouraged to work from home. Companies are getting more goodwill because they have work-life balance now. People are spending more time with their beloveds. Mm. Right? They're learning to navigate how to communicate yeah. in a much more productive and effective way. We've got we've, creative as a family on how we're going to navigate space. Yeah. And we've needed this. Humanity has needed this for a while. And it ha has been lacking. Mm. And it's like, a, like you said at the beginning, like Mother Nature, not just maybe with nature, obviously the environment's benefited from this, but maybe we all needed a, a push or a reset back in the right direction. Complete reset. The example I gave with Mother Nature and the animals also included us because we're animals as well. Yeah. Right? Just because we're evolved and sophisticated does not mean that we don't need the reset as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we actually needed to learn how to live with each other again. Too many distractions. Totally. People lost the art of loving each other. Lost the art of being aware of what's important. Mm. Right? The human bonds, the human connections that have evolved from this and and there has been massive uncomfortableness but it's as you said at the beginning Cameron it's about uncertainty is when we are uncomfortable mother nature provided us with a massive amount of uncertainty for us to grow because we were not prepared to provide it for ourselves yeah if we're comfortable and certain why would we bother to grow? There's no search for anything because it's all good, right? Yeah. yeah. Got my comfy job, got my nine to five, everything's great. Yeah. It's boring as hell. Exactly. That all all of that uncertainty, it it just drives you forward to find some meaning in something. If 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 people didn't have meaning, maybe. And maybe they lost that job and that maybe got to them at the time, but then you have, you have to move forward as you know, the universe will provide us with things 
to move us forward if we're stagnant for too long. And yeah, that's when people have the midlife crisis or the just, just complete change or they go do something they've always wanted to do because universe is giving you a push all the way along. It's like, how long are you going to take <laughs> to, to accept that things can change? And it all happened at once. Uh, Like there's been so many of my male clients that have suddenly found their purpose in COVID. They're, because they've had to readdress what what is the point? Yeah. What is what is my point here? Right? They've had to address it. My husband included. Right? Yeah. A man without purpose, he may as well be dead. Absolutely. And a lot of the, you know, a lot of the men have settled. I have three, three um, categories, if you like. Well, four. There's three main categories when male clients come to me. Is they've either settled for mediocre or they're seeking elsewhere or they separate and they're mm. Right? Yeah. And the truth is what they want the solution is they want to be soulmates, to be sexy soulmates, right? With their beloved. With purpose, yeah. With purpose. They've got so comfortable that they're settling or they're uncomfortable and they're searching elsewhere. But actually, when you find the purpose, the reason why, in the uncomfortableness, that's when the magic happens. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like the I like the um definitions you give there of men in relationships. Cause there's not much else that's uh yeah. There's only a few categories you could be in. settling you're either seeking somewhere else or you're separating mm. and you don't see any other avenue because there aren't any great role models what's the alternative mm. yeah and i guess that would also come down to beliefs and and probably what they saw as a child with their parents or things like that yeah the nail on the head there it's all about role models and unfortunately if 50 percent of marriages are ending in divorce that means that 50 percent of us have had pretty shitty role models mm. and the the I, it's i think the data is something like one or two percent of marriages are extraordinary so the rest of them are either settling having affairs, seeking elsewhere, or separating, right? Mm. So they're, they're living with their roommate. Yeah. Zero passion. Yeah. <laughs> or living a lie and getting passion elsewhere that really isn't the passion they want. Or they're trying to get out. Mm -hmm. So when you think about the role models that we have, there aren't very many. That's it. It's uh, like you said, one or two percent of actual 
you know, exciting, passionate relationships that are long lasting. So it's, yeah, I think you're doing wonderful work then. (laughs) Yeah. I think I know, like, and like you said at the beginning, these times have been interesting uh, for relationships and definitely, you know, your work is obviously going to be very powerful for people in, in, situations where the thing is like if you've been too close in the same house as someone for too long if if things are already a little bit toxic then um getting that outside perspective and like like what you experienced with uh tony um is just incredibly powerful yeah absolutely and and learning to navigate the physical space and the confinement of the physical space right and learning to appreciate that you need your own space first. Mm. Taking care of you first is okay. Yeah. You're allowed, right? yeah. You're allowed to say, give me some space. Just let me, let me. Like, I have a teenage daughter. She's 16 as, as well, living with us. And she's so brilliant in her mindset because she has, like, chosen to be in an environment. She chose parents who like her into heavily into personal development. I mean, she's done her first ever personal development event was Date With Destiny at 14. Right? Wow. So, and for those of you who don't know who date, what Date With Destiny is, it's Tony's, like, his deepest, like, event that you could ever go to. And Tony actually, it was her 14th birthday on the first day. We went to Australia to do it as a family. And... Um, it was so interesting because Tony saw, saw us and he came off the stage to wish her happy birthday. And I said to him, I said, oh, Tony, it's Kira's, it's Kira's um, 14th birthday today. I said, this is their first event. So I had Maya, who's 19, and Kira, and my husband, who I told we were all four of us. And um, what was so interesting was Tony's response. So... Tony says, he looked at me and he said, and this really, he had this really like, are you a crazy lady face? Like, uh, like he was so confused. Like he said, you brought your 14 year old to date with destiny as her first ever event. (laughs) And and, And you could see his brain going like rewiring right yeah holy baloney this woman is crazy like yeah he lost the plot even even for him being so full-on and like go in and immersion and stuff and he's he's looking at you like you're crazy crazy lady right and then he did a quick reframe in his brain i could see it right and he went great job ma (laughs) and he he gave the girls a hug and we had a picture and then stage came and she gave us a hug and we had a picture with her and then he went back on the stage and and did his thing but it was just a crazy moment like Maya was like oh no he shook my hand and his hands are so big (laughs) yeah yeah the whole because I like we're like the girls and I are tiny little Indian ladies, right? So mm. it's like the perspective, right? Yeah. And it was 
so lovely to to like be there at that event in those moments with the girls, right? Because talking about perspective, there's a moment in, I don't know if any, you know, for those of you who have been, Tony asked this question, whose um, love do you crave the most? Your father's or your mother's? Now imagine being at an event where your children are there. So I've got it from my perspective, thinking about who's, which parents love I crave, and I'm also dealing with it from my children's perspective, knowing that we are mm. to blame for whichever mm -hmm. balance, right? And I don't mean it in a blame way, I just mean like that's the reality in that moment, right? And it was such an interesting talking about perspectives to look at it from different perspectives because my eldest daughter craved my love the most mm. and there was a particular moment when she was brave enough to say she was brave enough to actually look me in the eye and say mom it's you and i was able to ask for her forgiveness in that moment to say i'm sorry i I got it wrong. Wow. And in person at, at the event is just... At the event with the energy. And I just said, at the time that I had you, I didn't know I wanted children. I was young. I had a lot of resentment towards you. And that's panned out in 19 years. Wow. And I'm sorry. Mm. I got it wrong. Please forgive me. Right, and and we and she forgave me, and we cried, and we held each other, and so much healing occurred as a result of that that opportunity, those moments that Tony provides. Right, and we are now the best of friends. She's twenty now, and she's back in New York, and she rings me at least three, four times. Wow. And we FaceTime and she asked me advice about men and Yeah. Just Amazing. I think there's something in that um that I'd probably want to explore a bit more and like in your opinion, and you've you've been to a lot of personal development and you're obviously coaching and you've done a lot of this deeper work. The, some of this stuff is actually right at the surface. Like it's right there. And then for someone who maybe hasn't been to these events listening now, what do you think it is where you can have something so close to the surface where you might have known that deep down and she knew it deep down, but something brings it to the surface and you can deal with it. Like at the click of a fingers, you can heal a lifetime of stuff and a lot of people never get to that point. So what is it about Tony's events or not even Tony's events, just like about personal development where you can actually, this stuff that's festering for so long can just come up to the surface and be dealt with very quickly. What's your take on that? Uh, brilliant question. Thank you, Cameron. What springs to mind straight away? I have, um, 
developed a model that exactly talks about this. It's called my heart model. And mm. in that, the first piece is honesty, truth. What Tony does is he provides a space for truth in a non-judgmental, in a non... And most coaches will do this. It's not a... I didn't judge Maya for thinking that in that moment. I accepted it as her truth, right? So I acknowledged and accepted her truth. The next piece is education, right? It's about educating yourself to know that there is her truth, there is my truth, and there's the truth. Mm. Everybody has different perspectives, right? So that's, and, and educating yourself, and like you've discussed, NLP strategies, all the things that Tony does, right? All the different healing modalities. Get yourself an education. Get yourself on coffees, on, uh, get a coach if that's what you want. Do what works for you, but get yourself an education. And then the other piece is articulate. Articulate, speak it. You might feel it and know it. Pointless if you don't speak it. Mm. She spoke it. She was brave enough. It takes courage. There was an a lot of courage. Right. There was an opportunity. There was a window. She jumped. She leaned in. Yeah. So proud of her for doing that. Yeah. Because she did, because she articulated it, because she spoke it, the, set, the fourth piece occurred. My dog, sorry. <laughs> the, thank you. The fourth piece occurred, and that was resolution resolve. Yeah. She got to resolve. Mm. Right? We got to resolve. And all of those steps are very difficult if we're... The other thing is like the pro the subconscious program from both parties, especially in a relationship is very set. And it's like, even though, you know, some of these things you're on a different program and which is comfortable. So then it's not until you get into an environment like this or, or you have a coach or whatever it is, like you said, there's, there's plenty of ways to do it, but real healing can healing can occur. Absolutely. It's about, the, the truth piece is getting you uncomfortable, right? The truth piece is a coach will make you uncomfortable with questions. They will trigger you. They will trigger you. I put questions out on all my social media deliberately to trigger you. Yeah. Right? And then the final piece of the heart model is test. Test the waters. She tested it. She did something different. She decided the uncomfortable piece is testing the waters, is doing something that you don't normally do. Mm. Stepping out of your comfort zone. Mm. There's a process with that. A great coach will take you through that process. Mm. Right? Tony makes the environment so freaking uncomfortable. You're sleep deprived, you're pee deprived, you're water deprived, you're food deprived, right? And he leads by example. Mm. He doesn't just like make it comfy for him. He has to do it too, yeah. He sets the tone, right? We lead by example. People say to me, how can you work with just one person in a relationship and expect it to change? 
like I get people inquiring saying, well, if they don't, if they're not on board, it's never going to work. Well, that's true because guess what? That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But if you you've changed that, that story. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. If you decide that you're going to change because what you're presuming is that the problem lies with them. Yeah. You say that they need to be on board. I took told me, I took my husband to told me because he needed fixing. Mm. Yeah, so powerful. Yeah, definitely. I truly believe in what you just said, which is you actually don't need both, both people in the relationship to come to heal or anything like that. But at the same time, if one person does, I don't know if you've found this or had this situation. If the other party doesn't like that growth or that change, or that honesty that you, that other person leaning in all that sort of stuff then it could cause a pretty quick parting of ways as well like there's a possibility of that 100% and then you save yourself years of being with that person that you shouldn't be with exactly because you're because you, that person you're working with is getting to their truth and and if they're at their truth and that other person is trying to run away, yes, the, the doors, the doors open. That's right. That's right. And it's, and that's what I say to people when they come to me and they say, well, I'll start working with you, but what if they don't respond? And I'll say what I offer you, the one, number one thing I offer you and guarantee you is clarity. Mm-hmm. Whether you're meant to be with that person or not, if you leave them now, you will always in the back of your mind have regret that you didn't do everything you could. You didn't do everything you could. You didn't tick all those boxes. You didn't do what it takes to save that marriage. Mm -hmm. Right? If you can work with me in a very short period of time and get absolute clarity and come from a place of congruency and truth, and then it still doesn't work and they still don't respond, well, I've saved you decades of heartache. Exactly released you and them so that you can find your, your true love. So you can have decades of happiness, right? The, de- the desired goal is happiness. Mm-hmm. The outcome is true happiness, intimacy, and passion. And by the way, I've never had that ever happen. I saw mm. a success rate, touch wood, like Tony says, he never lost a suicide. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> a little celebration. Celebrate. <laughs> so, um, because what happens is, as what happens with me, when I change, they respond and the universe provides. Mm. Right? When they find their true self, the person that that person married at the beginning actually matures into this beautiful person right i went back to who i was but better a better version of me right so i went back to the version who my husband fell in love with 30 years ago so i had a better version so good so he was like who is this woman i love her right And so that's what happens. The guys that I work with, I work with the men first. And they then 
grow into this hero for their women. It's like magic. They suddenly become so freaking like attractive and yeah. like their women can't keep their hands S- off. Step into their masculine and, and let go of old stories, things like that. Yeah, totally, Cameron. And they just grow. They literally physically from being the shriveled up like guy that really doesn't have his balls. Yeah, yeah. To, to suddenly being the hero. They go from the hired help in the home to like the hero in the home, right? Amazing. Daddy comes home, presence is felt. It's the women get excited. The kids get excited, right? Mm. And and their businesses take off because there's the, there's a data there's data is um and I, and I found this from Alison Armstrong which was she was a gift uh, is in studying her work is that when you aren't happy in your relationship when a man feels unfulfilled in his relationship his productivity goes down in life everywhere every aspect guess what percentage. 50. 80%. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's a lot. It's so, it is very true. It's very true when I think back. Yeah. Yeah. So if you fix that problem, like the home foundation, your business 10Xs, 100Xs, your love life, hundred X's you become a better father a better husband you better person it's like magic so it's amazing yeah it's so cool to see because I'm a coach as well to see when you work with someone on that level and then you see the ripple effect afterwards of that they didn't come to you for but you know that they're gonna get when you start working with them but they don't know until they sort of see it, see it after. Yeah. It's just magic. I, like, and you know, as a coach, it's so exciting. That's the piece, right? That for me is the purpose why I do this work. It's like, oh, you get to gift that guidance every day. You get yeah. to live your best day. Yeah, amazing. What more could you ask for? We don't have much time left, but I just wanted to quickly touch on just just quickly, um, not not so much the event and the content, but how Tony uh, pivoted during this time, which was just incredible. Yeah, wow. Talk about 10xing. Um, going from, I think, I think the story is he rented a studio for the first comeback challenge and then he just went all in and spent you know however many million on his own studio and doing all of the events from there i know that you've you went to business mastery was it that's right yeah how did you find you know i went to upw virtual and i found that the energy and the feeling and everything was like Obviously, it's different to at the event, but the way they did the lighting and the sound and everything was just absolutely blew my mind how, how powerful that was. How did you find your, your event? Oh, in 
in like, firstly, I did the business mastery and it was in US time zone. So it was in Eastern. So it was in the middle of the night for me in the UK. Yeah. Right? <laughs> A lot of the time I was doing it when everybody was sleeping and I'm jumping and dancing <laughs> around my kitchen like a crazy lady. That's fun. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, what I was blown away. I, honestly, I went in and I'll be truthful as always, Cameron. I went in going, well, it's not going to be as good. I've done Business Mastery three times before that. I've done mm. five UPWs, right, in live. And I was thinking, it's not there's no way you can generate the same energy, the same vibe. Like, it's just not going to be as satisfying, right? In truth, that's what I went in, right? And I was blown away at how the technology we were, how he created that. At one point, he had me on screen and I was talking to him. Like, it was insane. Insane, right? Yeah. How like magic it was, and some of the bonuses I would say with doing virtual are you can do it with your family. So my daughter did some of it with me. My husband did some of it with me. It was so much fun to be able to do it together. And um, the other pieces, the toilet is really close. Yeah, yeah. You can sneak off. <laughs> you can. You can eat when you need to, you yeah. when you need to, and you can, like, manage the temperature of the room. Exactly, <laughs> you're not freezing, that's a good point, I didn't even think about that. You're yeah, but freezing. you're so comfy, you're comfy. It's you're so comfy. true, because for people who haven't been to a live event, it's like ice cold yeah, in there. Honestly, I carry a suitcase around with me. Yeah, yeah, time. big jacket like the layers because you have to have layers because if you're jumping and dancing i'm in a vest top and shorts and then by the if you sat there for a while you then i literally put layers on winter coat hat, yeah like, yeah everything right and then he gets you dancing so i'm like stripping everything Taking it off yeah yeah but the but the you made a good point about your family like i i have a seven-year-old daughter who she came in and she was jumping around with me and then she did the the Dickens process, but with the child version, uh, um, the altered, the different version for kids. Um, but yeah, that was, I found that really cool and really powerful that she's only seven and she could come in and out at the right times, you know? So that was a good thing. What felt right. Yeah. My, my, my sister just did the UPW for the UK just was last weekend and she has, um, a 10 year old and an eight year old and her 10 year old loved it. She loved it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's cool. And they get to experience that because otherwise it's such a difficult logistical hassle of trying to get them there. And they, they can't go 16 hours without, <laughs> without food or, or anything like that. So, right. but yeah, the whole experience was really powerful. And, and and they get to dip in and out. And you're right, the logistics of that mm. is, it's almost, it's not impossible, but it's hard work for them, the little ones. And then you can't give your 100% because you're focused on their needs. Yeah. No? Totally. Yeah. Cool. Powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Well, tonight's been amazing. Honestly, I'd, I'd 
chills down my spine. I didn't realize uh, how, you know, how profound that was going to be talking to you about, you know, all the, the relationship stuff and just the way things have been for you over the past 12 months and how you've, it's just really inspiring how you have managed and, and how I think for people listening as well, how doing the work and doing that inner work consistently over a long period of time becomes your subconscious pattern. And when something like COVID happens, you ask the right questions. When there's someone near you gets a diagnosis, there's, you know, initial shock. And then what am I going to do about it? How am I going to make this, you know, a good time? And I found that really inspiring and I know everyone else would have as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Cameron. It's just been a joy and a privilege. I'm sat here in sunny Spain. And this again is a choice that we made as a family. Do we do lockdown in rainy England or we go and sit in Spain, right? And we made it happen. Absolutely. That's so cool. The universe provides. So what a brilliant opportunity. Thank you so much for providing this, this platform for people to learn and grow. Thank you so much for stepping into courage and saying, I'm going to start again. I'm going to do this. Yeah. It really does matter. So I acknowledge you. I appreciate you. And I honor you for this today. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. If, if 25,000 people are listening to an episode, then I think it's obviously striking a chord with a lot of people. Um, for people listening, keep keep on listening because I'm I'm definitely I've got my podcasting cap back on and oh yeah, <laughs> I'll be sharing some amazing stories and you know with everything being so different now, uh, there'll be a real different spin on these interviews with people who are new to the space and people who have been doing these events before but have now tried out the virtual events so it's uh, going to be completely different but hey remind everyone again where they can find you and uh, follow you I think I know you had a really cool group and and some free obviously you talked about some free resources before so share, share that thank you thank you Cam. yeah so my website is simply um, it's www dot dimple d-i-m-p-l-e my name dot love that's my website all my free stuff is on there and also there's loads of really cool videos on my instagram please follow me it's um the love coach dimple that's the the handle on instagram cool. so the love um, coach dimple no underscore or anything. yeah no just that the love coach dimple cool. and then the website which has all my free stuff is dimple.love. So cool. Yeah, please follow me there. Awesome. If have any questions, reach out to me. I love questions. Questions are good. We talked a lot about questions. Questions are good. Always happy to help. And, and also what I found is that the more questions I have, the more I produce different products, the more I produce free content, like based me, on that yeah based on that if there's a response like twenty five thousand people are responding people want to hear it so let's provide what you want to hear if you mm. tell me what you need 
I will provide that. I just need to know. So please, I welcome it. Absolutely. So true. So true. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for the comeback episode and, and 12 months on and, and yeah, for everyone listening, keep, stay tuned, subscribe, and we'll see you at the next episode.